Welcome back to Safe Talk with Safe Start. I'm your host today, Tim Page Potter. For years, we at Safe Start have been offering our services virtually, but with increasing demand, it seems that these services exploded just overnight. So, we thought it would be a great time to invite today's guest in to discuss virtual consulting. Keith Osborne has been a Safe Start consultant for eight years. He holds a degree in communications and began as a sales account manager for SafeStar for quite a few years, which eventually guided him into becoming a consultant. Keith has worked in numerous industries as a SafeStar consultant, including healthcare, pulp and paper, and utilities. He's our go-to guy on virtual consulting. He's also an accomplished customer service coach. He is a friend, a fellow golfer, and a genius at taking his time. Keith, I've been waiting to get you on a podcast, and finally our schedules have matched up. Welcome to the podcast, my friend. <laughs> well, Tim, thank you so much. I really appreciate being here. <laughs> Man, I appreciate you being here. What's rare about you is you've seen Safe Start from every angle, be it sales, customer service, or customer care, on-site, or even through virtual consulting. We all believe that on-site consulting works best, but that's not always possible. Could you describe for our listeners, who's an ideal candidate for virtual consulting? So dispersed workforce, be it sole site or even across a region or even across the country. Mm -hmm. Blended learning and not in the traditional sense. Uh, some clients may want their steering committee and their and or their leadership groups done virtually and then have the rest done traditionally on site. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it offers flexibility for the learner, of course, right? Mm -hmm. uh, smaller learning teams, higher teacher to student ratios, more attention per individual than what you would get in a larger class. Uh, and we know in the age of COVID-19, many have restricted outside visitors. And so we, we want to account for that. It's also adaptable to an unstable environment. For example, one might start the training on site and then have to be sequestered during a potential second wave of COVID-19. That could motivate you. I Going back to the dispersed workforce, the reason why we had virtual in the first place was simply because we'd miss a employee or two. So we'd have to create a remote system to get them to catch up on a, on a unit they've missed. And it, it ended up working out in our favor because I, I hate to let a good... <laughs> Sorry, not a good. I hate to go have a bad situation go to waste. So what we ended up doing is becoming a more nimble organization. We've added the virtual offerings for all our units. And thank you for doing that. So dispersed workforce, yeah, could have been a remote group. But now, you know, you've got a lot of employees that are working remotely. And that makes a great deal of sense. So thank you for that. Absolutely. The flexibility for the learner, <clears throat> that is a great opportunity, too, because sometimes people want to be in class. Sometimes they want to be left alone. And sometimes they might engage on a computer. You never know. That's so this, this also provides a bit of agility. So thank you for those pointers. And COVID-19 is certainly... Uh, provided motivation for people to change things, change the way they do things. Um, I Arguably, I bet you half of the people that were are listening to this podcast could wish they could go back to the way things were. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, with a global pandemic, it's probably likely that we'll never get back to where we were. Um, and that means we won't have a new normal. We'll just all have a new world. In other words, every, everybody will have their own perception of what's going on around them, and their world is totally different than the person sitting next to them. So thank you for the, thank you for the groups and the broad strokes there about who can attend this and what this is for. Now, could you share with our listeners what type of specific Safe Start training we can actually provide virtually? Well, a multitude of services, Tim, um, starting with kickoff sessions. 
your trainers, once they're certified, are, are capable of leading these units for sure. However, during the tremendous, due to the tremendous cost of taking employees off production lines and things of that nature, some have opted to turn the instructing duties over to the professionals. Now, after all, we do this for a living. We do. Yeah, I, I liken it, Tim, to pushing a car uphill. Let us do the heavy pushing when the resistance is at its highest point, and then have your trainers take over after the kickoff sessions where there's hardly any resistance. Um, with a bit of steering, of course, tapping the brakes when it's necessary, uh, most do just fine. Another advantage to this outsourcing for sure is that it frees up your trainers to do their actual jobs, right? The things that they get paid to do on a daily basis. Uh, and what I can do is become the ears on the ground to coach others through their Safe Start stories. Coaching internal trainers as they prepare to, for live training, giving feedback such as phrasing, body language, tone, their delivery style, uh, storytelling, and most importantly, how to engage with the groups that are in the rooms with them. Some clients have elected to have me come back uh, for after the kickoffs uh, units have been done, if you will. Um, and, and that's important for that 24-7 Taking Safe Start Home campaign that we talk so highly of. Rachel State. You can think of Rachel State as a Safe Start observation. This can be added to your pre-job JSAs or JHAs. Uh, Rachel State can be done in pairs like what we see in traditional observation conversations or even alone. A a true self-observation involving human factors, if you will, Mm -hmm. uh, which we are placing a lot of emphasis on uh, here in the last year to two. Your partner, Danny Smith, we, we know has done a fantastic podcast on Rachel State. Yes. And hopefully, if your listeners haven't done so already, I, I strongly recommend that they do so. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it's good one. Yeah, it, it really is. It really is. Individual certs, uh, units, if you will, um, as well as the critical decision units can be delivered virtually. Yep. Safe Start Personal Ergonomics. This will not be done by me, of course. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it actually falls to uh, a medical nature. So we have a subject matter expert, Dr. Robert Cannon who's developed this process and either he or a member of his certified team will end up delivering those. Doc has done several podcasts on ergonomics uh, that our listeners can certainly go and take a listen to. Uh, Certainly we we can even offer our full safe start train the trainer certification training at this time. And of course uh, the two that we've already discussed steering committee and the leadership leadership sessions, I should say. My gosh, it sounds like everything's on virtual. That's good. <laughs> so you, I'm going to just review for our listeners. So we've got review, uh, excuse me, you've got the kickoff units. Um, and that's good. Uh, you also can get online and help coach the internal trainers. So they're probably delivering to you virtually. Mm-hmm. And then you give them live feedback, which is great. Right. Um, and again, the ultimate goal there is to teach them how to get their students to engage. That's not nice. Right. Uh, you talked about Rate Your State can be done virtually. Um, and again, there's a podcast that Danny did for Rate Your State. And then you said it, the personal ergonomics for uh, Safe Start, virtual personal ergonomics, will not be done by you. 
<laughs> no. But that's Dr. Robert Cannon. Um, I guess the only way you would teach that is if you actually stayed at a Holiday Inn Express the night before. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a good idea, but still probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for that. (laughs) And rounding out the uh, bottom here, we've got a train the trainer that can be done virtually and then the steering and leadership, which we've already talked about. So a virtual training session is kind of simply just replicating the Safe Start Classroom sessions on an online platform? Well, yes and no. We do, in fact, utilize much of the same content in terms of PowerPoint slides, videos, and workbook activities um, into the the virtual sessions. So we we do all of that. Ultimately, the overall goal of the training sessions, whether they're virtual or even in the classroom, are the same. We do make some adjustments to the content and, and it's the way it's delivered, and that's to adjust for the challenges of not being face to face in a classroom setting. Completely take uh, makes sense to me. So it's not you. Sounds like you've got some challenges listed. So what type of challenges are you might be referring to in our virtual learning? So in in general, uh, certainly it, it can be much more difficult to acquire uh, to maintain or even monitor student engagement in a virtual platform. But we address those issues by keeping lessons, uh, the sessions themselves under two hours. Um, we don't want to have what we have, what we call virtual learning fatigue, if you will. Um, so two hours in length, as well as by integrating various activities that require students to participate on a regular basis. So calling them by name, having them give feedback um, almost immediately for various topics that we discuss. Perfect. I appreciate that. So two hours in length. So you've done some studying about how long a class should be. And you talked about virtual fatigue. But, you know, since the onset of a lot of people being forced or pushed into virtual learning or training, I I can imagine that there might be some virtual overload. But then it's good to come back and do some research and make those classes, at least if you're going to do them, make them work. Right. In class, you might want to do something about it or make a change. So the two hour adjustment is good. Um, monitoring the student engagement is good. Um, sometimes you can get away with that uh, or get get help with the facilitator that's helping you or somebody that's in the room that's monitoring those activities for you. Because I know when you're using those online virtual platforms, sometimes you might not even see the students' faces, and that's tough when you're delivering. That's and true. make sure you got two screens, deal with those kinds of challenges. And um, anyway, thank you for that. That was good. Now, <clears throat> We talked about the challenges. Have you observed any really substantial benefits to virtual delivery of Safe Start over a traditional classroom? Well, we have, actually. A a virtual delivery provides us the ability to not overwhelm the students uh, and and break the training down to specific lessons and be able to deliver them in a desired time frame as opposed to the, the much more concentrated delivery that we tend to get into when we travel to the client site and need to cover material in a few days, as opposed to having that that length of time where we can do it virtually. Uh, and that's what we've seen. That's good. Um, as a matter of fact, this is kind of, to me, an opening podcast for the do's and don'ts of virtual training. Mm-hmm. And Keith, if you'd be willing, love to have you back to just uh, walk us through some of the challenges. And then after we list the challenges, let's talk about how to overcome those challenges. And then maybe we can mention the benefits afterwards. What do you think? Uh, It sounds like a plan to me. 
All right. So if our listeners want more information on virtual offerings or virtual training or even anything about Safe Start, the best way to get that is to contact your account executive. If anyone would like to contact you directly, Keith, can you give them your email address? Sure. It's Keith.A at SafeStart.com. Again, that's Keith.A as in Apple. <laughs> At safestart.com. <laughs> not, not, not as an O? No, not as an O. <laughs> How often do you get Keith Osborne? Are you related? <laughs> as a matter of fact, I, I get Keith. Uh, you get the questions asked all the time. Are you related to Ozzy? So no, uh, Osborne for me is spelled with an A, not an O, as I am not related to Ozzy. <laughs> You wouldn't be on this podcast with me if you were, I'm sure, my friends. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> You'd be out doing other things, I think. Yes, I, I would hope so anyway. <laughs> for our listeners' sake, I say thank you for being here, Keith. That was great. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Tim, it's been my pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. So we're out of time on this uh, safe talk with Safe Start Short. Um, I want to thank Keith for joining us today. You're an incredible guest. I definitely want to have you back to talk about the do's and don'ts and maybe the challenges of virtual training. But for Safe Talk with Safe Start, I am Tim Page Bodorf. Until next time, we'll see you down the road. Thank you, Keith. Thank you, Tim.